The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. What I appreciate is that whether it's an artist or an athlete, an organization, a not-for-profit, we over the last six and a half years, Holly, have uh, been able to chat with so many people doing incredible things. Yeah, uh, not just in Canada, in the U.S., around the world. And it's always nice to see what's happening in your own backyard and find out what is making people tick and why they do what they do. And what I appreciate, too, is that a lot of times, and like 97.3% of it, you and I don't know anything, and we learn Mm -hmm. from the people that we talk to. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Janet Noel Annable, she is the uh, CEO of uh, former Christian Horizons, now Caris Disability Services. Janet, how are you? I am really good. Thank you. It's great to be here with you guys. It's great to have you here. Thank you for saying yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so very much for saying yes. Um, We like to ask the skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. Janet, Mm -hmm. who are you and where did you come from? Who am I? I guess my professional designation or role would be I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Paris Disability Services. I'm a mom and a grandma and a wife and currently a student. All sorts of different ways I could describe myself. But I guess here I'm here to talk about the work that we do at Paris Disability Services and the journey we've been on to reconsider what we're called and how people see us and that sort of thing and how faith plays an integral and critical role. So when you were, you say you're a student now, so clearly you've always loved to learn. Um, Mm. Growing up, is this something that was on the radar of being a part of this? Or did you have other goals and aspirations like, I don't know, being on Broadway? (laughs) You know, anyone that's ever heard me sing would probably very quickly (laughs) tell you that would never have been one of my aspirations. Although I do do love a good musical. But no, you know, it's interesting because I actually um, joined Christian Horizon 35 years ago, largely as a summer job so that I could stay in Ottawa. I grew up mm-hmm. in Newfoundland and um, was looking for an organization to work with. And, uh, you know, my parents were supportive of me staying uh, because I was working for Christian Horizons. And that was actually how my foot went in the door. So kind of a, a funny way to start to think, you know, 35 years later, I'm leading this organization with 3,500 employees and all those kinds wow. of things. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it was never my plan to become the CEO. It was um, God to continue to be in a space where doors opened and opportunities availed themselves and uh, thinking about how I could best use my gifts and my abilities in the role that was uh, in, in front of me. Over the years, could you see like little changes in you on how you've changed to then come into the position and the role that you're in now? Yeah, I mean, I think most importantly, uh, how I understand people with disabilities and how they live in the world around us has probably changed. Society has changed. 35 years ago, we saw people as sort of those who required services, charity, benevolence, and somehow need to kind of be, you know, kind of bubble wrapped and, and, cared for in our communities, you know, well meaningfully, but maybe not as equitably as we'd like to, as we do today. Um, So I think 35 years has afforded me wonderful opportunities to um, see humanity demonstrated in so many ways, to see people with disabilities as not only um, people who require services and supports, but also people who have gifts and uh, things to offer to others and to contribute in ways that I think, uh, 
so many people don't get an opportunity to see. So whether that was, you know, working as a support, one of the support team around somebody and helping somebody get their first apartment, um, get their first job, uh, see folks with disabilities start to be recognized as citizenships and voters and people of interest from a political perspective, um, see people uh, with disabilities become um, spouses and even parents uh, themselves has been an incredible uh, journey. And each of those experiences, you know, in those 35 years, I've both been able to learn from and maybe then leverage the space that I'm in to be able to maybe help people deepen that or to share that with others. So it's been a, a wonderful experience. Never, um, again, like I said earlier, never ever imagined that I'd be here 35 years later, um, but I'm so grateful for this journey for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing how God can just pick us up, put us somewhere else. And I mean, 35 years, not a lot of people can say that they've been at one job in this day and age for 35 years. Was there ever a point where you were like, ah, this is too heart-wrenching or this is too hard or I can imagine as politics a part of it too uh, and you're just like I'm, I need a break you know um, there's for sure there were tough days without a, without a doubt sort of navigating the space because as, as an organization we were certainly growing when I started at, at Christian Horizons 35 years ago we were supported a few hundred people across the province now we work in two provinces as well as in developing countries around the world um, there was there was certainly lots of hard days trying to navigate what um, how society saw people with disabilities, mm-hmm. how we as a Christian faith um, provider, um, a service service provider, um, what was that? What did that mean? What did our, was our faith our right or was it our reason? Um, all of those things we've had to navigate over the years, and um, I'm I'm sure there were days that I thought <laughs> I think maybe I need to wrap this up and move on. Am I really having an impact? Um, but I think both the folks that use our services, as well as the employees and team members that I work with, uh, we have a, an incredible group of people that are constantly not only encouraging us, but um, challenging us and, and uh, navigating space that we share together in such meaningful ways that, um, you know, you go back, you kind of dig back in, you have a little rest and get back at it. Yeah. I think about growing up. And I think about, you know, kids who are in my class, uh, even to now my kids having, uh, you know, kids in their class, um, when it was somebody who was hyper, oh, he's just hyper. Now they have ADD or they have ADHD. Uh, there are those who are special. Now there's autism in different forms and different spectrums. We've seen this growth. Are we where we need to be? Or does that need to be even better than where we are now? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, for sure, there's been real progress made in understanding uh, disability and understanding how that impacts humans' lives, right? Whether mm-hmm. that's as a person themselves, whether that's as a, as a family member, whether that's as a student or a co-worker or whatever that means, I think we've come a long way as a society. When I started working, um, we still had huge institutions that warehouse people with disabilities, separate of communities, mm-hmm. separate of family. Um, those are, are virtually closed now across Canada. And we're excited to see government policy that have, has been progressive and thoughtful about helping people live in their communities, have families to stay together and the right supports. Um, again, 35 years ago, people didn't have access to schools and family doctors and all of the things that we probably take for granted in our lives. Fast forward to today, there's no doubt huge progress been made 
I just reviewed a report yesterday that said there's 76,000 people in Ontario right now waiting for services. So mm. while we have a wonderful education system and we have a wonderful school system, people continue to be left out and people don't have access to the services that maybe um, an average citizen might think that they do. So we have lots of work to do for sure. Mm-hmm. As well as even thinking just in the Christian community, so many faith communities have not yet taken the steps to truly becoming places of inclusion and belonging. Um, you've probably heard the word inclusion lots. We, we tend to use that, you know, thinking about all the schools and all those sorts of spaces. But what we really stand for is belonging. And the difference of those two words is inclusion means that there's a space for you. There's a chair at a desk. There's a, a spot on a, uh, on a pew. There's a, a, a right for you to be in a space. But when you belong, if you're not there, you're missed. Hopefully, someone even goes looking for you. So the work that we have to do, whether it's within the Christian community, whether that's in broader society and workplaces and housing spaces and all that kind of stuff, is to really um, both inform and inspire, but also advocate with government and funders that uh, we're not quite done yet when there's 76,000 people that still need services. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Why does it seem like the, the faith community is further behind on some of these social conversations? Well, that's a great question, too. Um, you know, I think it, there's no one story about the faith community. I would say that different faith communities have chosen different things to be informed about and to take action on. And I think, sure. you know, I've been a part of different churches that have different sort of, um, for really good reasons, are really focused maybe on homelessness or uh, poverty in their city or serving in their community for folks that are um, seniors. There's, you know, there's all sorts of things that are happening. And you know, there's no shortage of really good uh, causes that are out there. Yeah. Um, you know, we think of developmental disability or even just disability in general as um, the responsibility typically of somebody else, whether that's government, whether that's the school system, whether that's, you know, other groups. I'm super excited um, to talk with the Christian community and to, you know, provide resources and support. Um, to help communities become more inclusive and help people belong uh, in right in that faith community. We hear from families, and I'll, I'll tell you a really quick story. This is, uh, you know, I won't tell you which church or where it was. It's a fantastic church, amazing pastors, great community. Um, but the pastor told me about a story how there was a family that were um, had done some prenatal testing. And during that testing, they found that their child was going to have significant disabilities and was going to have a mm-hmm. lot of difficulty when they were born and, and throughout life. Mm-hmm. And that they were being counseled by some in their life that they should probably consider ending that pregnancy. So they went to the pastor and they decided to have some conversations with them. And uh, they explored the idea that, you know, regardless of disability, that this was a gift from God and that um, th- th- there was purpose and meaning to this child being born. And so they fa- the family decided to go ahead and have that child. So initially, um, you know, the church community welcomed that family. They did all the fun things. They had the um, baby shower and all the meals got sent home when the baby was born. But after a while, that family stopped coming to church. And um, the pastor, you know, again, lots of things going on, kind of lost connection with that family, ran into them maybe three, four years out. And realized he hadn't seen them in a long time and um, said, you know, what's going on? Have you changed churches? Did you move? What's going on? 
And they said, no, you know, church just got too hard. And he said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, first, when it, with the baby, when so-and-so was a baby, um, it was really easy. But when that child became a toddler and didn't really fit into the children's church, and when that child became a preschooler and the preschool program really didn't know how to support them and their needs, it just was too hard. And so we stopped going to church. And the pastor was really convicted because he thought of all places, we want this child. We want to welcome the family. Mm. We've got work to do to make sure that our all of our spaces are, um, are, are usable and, and welcoming of all people. So, yeah, I, I think churches, um, there's incredible opportunity to uh, welcome people with disabilities and not as recipients of services or benevolence and charity, but really as co-worshippers, as, um, you know, at Karis, we believe that all people are created in the image of God and that all people are loved and valued and have something to give. And we just, we want to work with churches, we want to work with communities to try to figure out what it is we can do to help that happen. I have uh, two questions about faith. Okay. Uh, one will be an easy question. One I think may be a bit more difficult. Uh, okay. First one is is for you personally. How has faith played a huge role or has it played a role in your life? Mm, uh, well, I, it's, I mean, it's always played a role. It, it, it is a role, maybe, I don't know. Um, trying to understand who I am as a child of God myself and what my responsibility and um, how I uh, I navigate the sometimes very complex role of faith in the world around us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in the church. I've always been a part of the church. Through COVID, church got sometimes messy for us, I think. Uh, certainly at the Karis Disability Services, we really struggled with um churches who didn't recognize the vulnerability in people with disabilities when they were considering reopening and that sort of thing. And that was a bit tough for us, um, tough for me personally. Um, but, you know, God is a, is a, a cent, plays a central role in, in my life in how I'm informed about my relationship with others, my um, desire to uh, be who he has intended me to be in real meaningful ways in wherever I show up, whether that's as a CEO or as a mom or a nana or a student in class or church um, uh, member, board member, what all those things are, uh, just trying to continue to learn and think about what that means in how I show up, I guess. So here's my difficult question, and I could be completely off base. This is an outsider's perspective looking into your guys' organization. You did a name change, Christian Horizons to Karis. Why do the name change? And I ask this because is it that you're pigeonholing yourself that it's only Christians who can be a part of it? Because working in radio, Christian mm-hmm. radio, Holly and I will constantly hear the, this this comment. I can't listen to you because I'm not mm-hmm. a Christian. Or yeah. I can't listen to you because I don't go to church. So hearing the word charis, it's like, oh, that is a little less, I, you know, less Christian, if you will. And a lot more, it feels like it's open to more people. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a great question. It's actually not a difficult question. Um, it's a question that we've been talking a lot about these last couple of years. So interestingly, the word Christian, I think, is only in the Bible three times. Karis, I think, is in over 150 times. So that's kind of a, a neat story. Fun um, fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Um, but we, we, you know, again, we've been in those spaces as an organization, me personally, where, 
you um, you introduce yourself and you explain uh, where you work for, what your role is in, it, in a conversation, in a meeting, and you immediately have to kind of read the other person's um, uh, face, facial expressions. And, you know, you think, do I give the five-second answer or do I give the five-minute answer to understand no. um, who we are, what we do, and why we do it? And Christian Horizons has served us very well. It is a wonderful name, and we have been so blessed the, 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 the opportunity to walk alongside people under that banner has been phenomenal. We've given a lot and we've learned a lot. It's been terrific. So going forward, as we see more and more people with disabilities being empowered to make decisions about themselves, we know that our brand and our name needs to reflect really clearly who we are, what we do, and why we do it. And many people, we actually started a couple of years ago to do some research with uh, people that are connected to us, employees, people who use sports and services, family members, community, you know, public. And we didn't actually ask them about our name, but you would not mm. believe the number of people that told us that our name was a barrier. Not so much just because of faith. Like certainly we did hear that, that people didn't know if they were welcome at Christian Horizons. Mm. But they also didn't know what we did. They thought, are you a church? Are you a missionary organization? Are you a, a radio station? Um, and we heard really clearly that that was a problem. So those who knew us really knew us, and they understood our values. They understood how our faith um, propels us to support all people and create spaces where all people are welcome and have opportunity to belong. But those who didn't know us really didn't understand and um we felt that as society shifts and that people with disabilities are more empowered to make decisions about their caregivers and support workers, we need to be really clear about who we are and uh, how faith plays a role in that. So we went through a long process of trying to rebrand and rethink about that. And uh, I love where we got with Caris Disability Services. So there's Caris, which does reflect who we are as a Christian organization, has great meaning. Uh, great God's grace and giftedness that gets us super excited, um, but also being really clear about disability services. That disability mm. is a, um, a a portion of human diversity that is not good or bad. It is just a characteristic that people uh, have, and that we want to be clear that those are the people that we want to be connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing because we really are, I think, in a, a season with our society where. You have to be so clear. And like mm. a lot of people are saying to you, the word Christian uh, is a barrier. And a lot of people are wary about, you know, even seeking help. Or are they going to try to turn me into a Christian or something? It just feels like in the past that you probably have noticed it too, you know, 20 years, but being a part of this organization for 35 years, there's been a, a shift in what a lot of people believe or don't believe in anymore. And so uh, I love that you guys took that moment to be like, all right, how do we better serve the people we feel called to serve and get mm. rid of those barriers? Was it an easy decision to make that shift? Oh, gosh, no. No. Um, we we took a lot of time to think about this both prayer, discerning. Um, we worked with our board of directors and we developed actually this brand uh, ambassador group organizationally with people with disabilities and employees at all levels. And we spent a lot of time chewing through this and whether or not this was the, first of all, whether or not we should um, rebrand and have a new name and what that new name should be and what it would mean for us. And so first we really wanted it to reflect who we are. 
as as Jesus followers, as uh, people that truly believe that uh, all people are created in God's image and that all people are valued and loved by God. And that was sort of our starting point. And we wanted to, there's a lot of names that we could have chosen. Um, so many. <laughs> <laughs> and that process was complex, like trademarking and all that sort of thing. But yeah, um, I'm super thrilled with where we landed. And um, what I've heard from people is that while they are sad, uh, you know, Christian Horizons served us well and proud to be a part of Christian Horizons. Um, people are excited about what this means uh, for the future, for sure. You look to where you started 35 years ago. You look to where Karis is now 35 years later. If you were to be able to look ahead another 35 years and you still being the CEO and you still running everything, um, <laughs> what would that look like? What does the future, what do you hope the future looks like? Well, it's going to be kind of sad if I'm still leading this this group at 35 years from now. Nope. It'll oh, look gosh. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see a 104-year-old uh, jump out of the airplane last week on one of the right? media. So, yeah, you'll be, maybe. You'll maybe be like a great, 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 great grandma. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, you know what I guess I hope? I hope that this decision actually is all about the future. And, you know, we I, I actually do have, you know, a short runway left before I retire. And this is not about me. This is we have a whole team of people that are leading this organization. So yeah. grateful to 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 walk alongside such an incredible group of people uh, that are a part that make Caris Disability Services who we are and what we do. Um but what I guess what I hope is that it positions us to, again, be really clear about who we are and what we do. And I hope that as we continue to be meaningfully uh, engaged in communities across Canada and possibly around the world, that our faith propels us to both be a great service provider, to, be, to stand up in communities on behalf of people with disabilities as equal citizens, as an advocate, as, a, as champions, to navigate the space with families in a way that's meaningful for them. Um, a lot of uh, the work that we do outside of our government-funded services is to provide spaces and places for families to just get a break. Um, mm. A family with a child with significant needs, sometimes their lives are pretty intense. And so we work mm. to, whether through camps or short-stay respites, that kind of thing, um, to, to navigate those spaces to, to equip families. So I, I really just hope that we continue to do that. I hope that we're a beacon of light to the Christian community in a way that, you know, we can do this much, but if we could inform and uh, um, support and educate and encourage the faith community around the world to see people with disabilities as co-contributors, as people with gifts to offer and to, to share within those spaces, you know, there's so much more that can happen. Like we could, we could be a catalyst to that. We could be a supporter and encourager. I guess if I look 35 years out um, and thought, okay, did we, did we achieve it? That's, those are the things that I look for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Because uh, also the idea of succession is a, a big part of, of this mm. too. Like who's yes. going to keep the torch lit? Who in the next generation is going to be able to, to continue with that vision? So that's really cool. That's already like, this is what we want. And let's just keep making sure people feel like they're not just there, but they're going to be missed. I love that idea of inclusion versus belonging. Mm. Um, as you reflect in your own life, this is the Why Me Project. So are you ready for your <laughs> skill testing question? <laughs> Have you had a moment where you thought, why me? And if it was a valley, what got you out of it? If it was a mountaintop, what kept you humble? Great question. And I know at the beginning of our conversation, you said, be ready for this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many ways that I could answer why me. I got to be honest, I don't think it's me. I think that God will use me in the spaces that he uh, intends to, to use me. Um, but truly, um, it's really not about me. Mm-hmm. I am I'm grateful for this opportunity. I go home really tired. We work really hard. We don't take a lot of time to, um, well, we just we, we work really hard as an organization. And I know that's not just me. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, are a part of that. Um, but yeah, it really isn't about me. It is about um, the organization. It is about, I'll, I'll do my very best while I am in this role and have the privilege to serve. But it's really, and I don't mean this in any kind of dismissive or minimizing way, it is really about the people who use our services and the communities in which they belong because of those services. Mm. That's what it's got to be about. And uh, I'm hopeful that, again, whether it's for a short season or a longer season, and I have that opportunity to contribute and lead, I'll continue to have that mindset. But I'm sorry that I can't um, be more... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, purposeful about the why me. I just don't think it's about me. Yeah, and that's Sorry. fine. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had high days and low days, just so you know. There has yeah. been high days, been deep valley. Um, but uh, each of those have been learning experiences, and each of those, I hope that you know, we were able to humbly discern what that was meaningful for us, for me as an organization. You know, last year I lost. We lost our grandson. Um, mm-hmm. He's twenty-one months old. Passed away, and we're still trying to find the words about how we describe that. But you know, I think I was off work obviously for a couple of weeks, and our family continues to grieve um, his loss. But coming back and being a, a part of a space where the genuine deep care that I experienced from my colleagues, from the people who use our services, you know, six months later, I was out in I think it was Coburg um, to celebrate someone uh, hiring one of the folks that we support there, David. He ran up to me, and I hadn't seen him, and he'd heard about um, Owen's passing. And uh, he ran up and said, Jenna, I just want you to know I've been praying for you. I'm so sorry about your grandson. And it was just, like, that's who we are. And um, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. It is a incredible organization. We, we make mistakes. We get messy. Was it Miss Frizzle used to say in the Magic School Bus? <laughs> All that stuff we do. Um, but we... Uh, we are trying really hard to be, have a posture of learning, openness, um, willingness, uh, braveness. Uh, and uh, I think we still, like I said, we have there's, there's a lot of people that still could benefit from a much better system, and we want to do our part in mm-hmm. As an organization, you don't get to where you are without support, whether yeah. it's word of mouth or financial or whatever. How can people get involved with what you guys are doing? Oh, great question. First of all, we need employees. Recruitment is a huge challenge for us. And mm. I did not uh, go start my university career assuming that I was going to work with people with disabilities. It, became a, a, it was started as a part-time job. Never would have dreamt. It has been an incredible career. We have wonderful um, education programs. We work with local colleges. Um, we do lots of training internally um, for both direct support roles as well as, you know, resources and finance and all of the things that keep a big organization running. So that's one thing people could do is if they're looking for a career, whether it's for a season, for a lifetime, 
I'd mm. really encourage them to check out our website and, uh, and consider coming to work with us. We certainly, a lot of our work is funded by government, but a lot of our work is not funded by government. So we continually look to build relationships with donors, uh, people that are interested in the reality facing people with disabilities here in Canada, as well as overseas. We have a phenomenal program um, that we do with churches and, and local Christian communities called a family camp that is entirely run by both donations and volunteers. So maybe you're not ready to work for us and maybe you aren't able to make a donation. Maybe you'd like to come and volunteer at one of our family camps. Um, again, you can check out our website for that. And we just truly, um, we would just love for people that are interested to certainly pray for us, pray for the work that we need to do together, pray for peace in our community so that people with disabilities have opportunity of good lives, as of, of good lives, like everybody would like. Um, but you know, have, have a look on our website, learn about how you could reach out to a person in your community who has a disability, mm. how you can welcome a, a person to your church, um, how a neighbor who has a child with autism, you mentioned how maybe you can be a support to them. Um, every community can be a place where people belong and whatever that community is for you. I think uh, I'd encourage people to think about how they, how they could do that, how they can take that one small step. Love it. K-A-R-I-S dot O-R-G. Uh, excited to see if we have an opportunity to do this again in 2058, 35 <laughs> years later, Janet. This has been amazing. Thank you for taking some time and uh, sharing your heart. Well, great to be with you both. Thank you for the opportunity. They say if you want to see how good a company is, you look to the leader. Yeah. And then as we look to the leader and CEO, what's the first thing she does is she says, the only reason why I'm as good as I am is because of the people around me. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I so enjoy that conversation. That was leadership goals for me. Yeah. 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 And it's also amazing to see where we were to where we've come from. Yeah. And then where we still have the opportunity for growth in the future. Yeah. And again, like the idea of inclusion versus belonging. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to be included, but like I want to feel like I belong. Yeah. And it's an interesting uh, to look at those words. Yeah, no, it really is. And I, I, what I also love is the word community and how we can become a better community. And yeah. the only way that a community works is that if we're all involved. Exactly. And we all have our own speciality that we bring to the table. So it was just, it was really good. I loved it, Holly. Yes, me too. Uh, again, you can check out the website for more information on Karis, disability yep. services. But if you want more information about us, lots of places yeah. to go. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on the YouTube. You could like, you, mm -hmm. you can subscribe. You could tell us, give us all the things, the things that you like. Five-star reviews. You yeah. Give us a one-star review. Holly's coming after you. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's horrible. She's but, coming. But five? Please? <laughs> and maybe five bucks. Check out facestrongtoday.com. <laughs> Lies.